Hey, my name is Jason. I'm the producer of Relationship Radio. I wanted to let you know that we have a brand new website solely dedicated to working on your pies. Introducing itstartswithattraction.com. You can listen to every episode, learn about the pies, and sign up for our weekly newsletter. Go to itstartswithattraction.com. It starts with attraction, one word. It starts with attraction.com to get signed up today. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Beam. Welcome to Marriage Helper Live. I'm here with Kimberly Holmes, who is our CEO, the one who runs this nonprofit organization. And Kimberly, it's uh, not quite as cold outside of Middle Tennessee today. Not quite. I think it's, what, 50-something? It's going to get to 60 today, and then they're predicting snow tomorrow. Of course, it doesn't snow in Middle Tennessee. That's just done by the, the bread and dairy industry. They predict that every so often. Yeah. <laughs> to increase sales. When there's an overstock of milk and bread, that's the way they get rid of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I read an interesting thing in our Facebook groups the other day, one of them, where a lady was talking about the fact that everybody in her world, including her marriage counselor, had been telling her there is no hope. She needed to divorce her husband. She needed to get an attorney, et cetera, et cetera. And then underneath that, when she was asking the group, what do you think about that? Does anybody think I should actually try to make this thing work? Um, Various stories showed up, and one of which was, uh, well, there were many stories, but one of which it stood out for me was the fact that the lady said, yeah, my marriage counselor told me the same thing. My friends told me the same thing. My family told me the same thing. Everybody said there was no hope. And that was a year ago, and now my husband is at home, and we are reconciling, and things are doing wonderfully well for us. Mm-hmm. We hear those kind of stories a lot, don't we? All the time. So why is it, do you think, that people are so willing to tell folks, quit, stop, move on? Because it's easier. It's easier to tell someone to give up and move on than to actually fix what's in front of them. Mm-hmm. Now, there are some situations where obviously the marriages are not going to work. Mm-hmm. Now, we, <laughs> I hate to say that because of the fact that we fight so hard to help people save their marriages. And we have seen many of them that everybody, I mean, everybody was saying there's no hope, there's no hope, there's no hope. Mm-hmm. But they stood in there. They kept fighting. They kept doing the things. And I'm not saying that we have the panacea by any means, but they started following the principles that we teach them. And by following those principles, they finally worked things out and saved their marriages. So why do you think it is that some of them, as a matter of fact, so many of them, are telling us that uh, their marriage counselors tells them, their marriage counselor tells them to divorce? Because it's easier. Because that's what I'm saying. The marriage counselor, it's easier as a marriage counselor to sit there and say, move on, do what makes you happy, than to try and figure out a way to fix what is broken in the marriage. And, and when they say what makes you happy, they're typically talking about what makes you happy. In the moment. Hmm. In the moment. In other words, okay, if, if that's what you really want, if your husband wants out, then give him that because that'll make him happy. Mm-hmm. Or if your wife wants out, let her have that because that'll make her happy. What you really need to do is yield to the other person's desire to end the marriage. Now, obviously, you can't make the other person stay married to you. Mm-hmm. Are you going to say anything about this at all? I'm just, you're continuing a sentence. <laughs> well, go ahead. Chime in. Yeah, you, I mean, no, you can't make someone stay married to you, but you don't have to easily give in to the, the want for divorce either. There's a balance there. Okay. So there's a time to stand and there's a time not to stand. There's a time to stand, even if your spouse is saying to you, I want out. I don't want to be in this marriage anymore. And, and he or she quite literally probably means that at the time, and they really do want out. And, and there comes a time, and if you want to ask questions about that, we'll be glad to tell you. But there comes a time when 
you finally do give up. You say, okay, this marriage is not going to make it. There's time to move on. Mm -hmm. But what we are saying is that way too many people will tell you that in advance. As a matter of fact, we just did a new uh, a video on this. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. On our YouTube channel, you did a video that was released last week on, I believe it's the perils of marriage counselors. Hmm. Marriage counseling, not marriage counselors, I hope. <laughs> I'm not trying to attack marriage counselors per se, but sometimes marriage counseling can actually work against you. We love good marriage counselors. I mean, they're worth their weight in gold, and we love sending people to good marriage counselors just like they send people to us. Mm -hmm. But too often, all too often, based on what we're hearing from people who all contact us from all over America, now we get here, we actually hear from people all over the world. But the ones particularly who are calling us from America and contacting us are often saying, well, we met with a marriage counselor and either A, he or she told us we should divorce, or B, uh, actually we wound up in a worse shape. And that's not against marriage counseling. We are all for really good marriage counselors. But just because of the fact that a person calls himself or herself a marriage counselor does not mean that that person is going to give you good counsel. No. That he or she is going to help you save the marriage. It doesn't mean that they are for marriage. That's interesting, isn't it? It is. That you would advertise yourself as a marriage counselor mm -hmm. and you yourself are not for marriage. Mm -mm. Why would they not be for marriage? Well, because when you, there's two types of counselors. We're not even going to talk about psychologists, but there's a lot of things people don't realize when they're searching for professional help. There's actually psychologists, psychiatrists, and those are more PhD, PsyD type of um, degrees that you would get, which are different than a licensed marriage and family therapist or a licensed professional counselor or a licensed professional social worker. So there are three different types of master's level degreed people that you might go see. Um, you probably won't, I, social workers are, are ones that are options, but most of the time you're going to be choosing between an LPC, licensed professional counselor, or, or an LMFT, which is a licensed marriage and family therapist. And it doesn't have anything to do. So a marriage and family therapist doesn't mean these are people wanting to save the marriage. It means that the way they were trained is to think in systems. So they are trained to view a person, an individual that comes into their office. They're trained to view that person's presenting problems that they come into the, the therapy room with as being part of a larger system, mm -hmm. like a marriage or a family. Mm -hmm. Whereas an LPC is trained to see it more as an individual. So they don't necessarily look at the whole system that the person is in. They're just looking at direct effects and things that are directly going on. So it doesn't really have to do with being for marriage or against marriage. It just has to do with how do I view this person's problem? Uh, I see. And if he or she is not committed to helping you solve your problems and make things better, then things can get worse. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we hear that happens all the time is we went and my counselor just let my spouse bash me, say all these terrible negative things about me. And I sit there feeling defenseless mm -hmm. and that, wow, you're professional. Shouldn't you stop this terrible attack? Mm -hmm. And instead they let it go. Yeah. Now, if you want to watch the video, it didn't go to YouTube. It was on the screen yeah. just a moment or two ago. It probably will be up there again. You can find it. Well, there it is right now. And you can find our YouTube videos. That's youtube.com slash marriage helper, mm -hmm. all one word. And you can find many of our videos there on many topics, some done by yeah. Kimberly, some done by me. And uh, do we have any others on our staff doing those videos right now? No. Not yet, but we will. Okay, so on this program, we take your calls. 
And so our telephone number is 657-383-0812. That's 657-383-0812. Now, if you decide to give us a call, we'd love to talk to you. Remember that when you hear that answer, you press the number one and that puts you in the queue. Mm -hmm. And then our screeners will talk to you just so we make sure we understand what the calls are going to be about. And they'll ask you where you're from, what your call's about. And then we will talk to you on live here on Facebook Live and on Blog Talk Radio at the same time. Yeah, right? absolutely. So we have some callers that are ready. The first one we have is Molly from Wisconsin. Molly, can you hear us okay? Yes. Can you hear me? Sure can. How are you doing today? Hello? Hey, I am okay. How may we help you, Molly? Um, my husband is deeply involved in a limerent affair, and he's decided he is no longer willing to work on our marriage. He wants out. And I've introduced the idea of coming to the workshop to him. Mm -hmm. um, not entirely close to it. Um, going, going through the system from the resources that, that um, I've gotten from, from you guys, mm -hmm. um, I think his big concern is what does he tell the affair partner? particularly because we already, um, when, when the affair came out, when it kind of everything kind of blew up, we, mm -hmm. we took a trip out that I, I kind of forced him on. I mean, it wasn't, he didn't have a lot of choice. He felt forced at least out to Oregon where his, he's from and mm -hmm. spent a couple of weeks out there to try to just kind of talk through things. And I don't want him to feel forced again. I don't want right. him to feel like I'm manipulating him. Right. I'm wondering if you have any insight on suggestions on how I can keep approaching it in a way that doesn't make him feel attacked. Okay. Now, um, I got lost a little bit in there, so help me, Molly, because I guess I misunderstood something. I, did, I thought you said that he's willing to come to the workshop. Did I misunderstand that? He's not willing to come. He is willing to consider talking about it, though. I see. Okay. All right. For, for, forgive me for misunderstanding. I think it typically works better when one of two things can occur. And, and the one I would recommend first is this. It's when you look at the other person and say, I have a favor that I ask that you do for me. I realize that you want to be with this other person. I realize, therefore, you want out of our marriage. But for me, I, I need to understand some things about what went wrong. I need to understand some things about how these things occur. And so if for me, you will do this, I'm asking for a favor. Will you go with me down to middle Tennessee for three days? Now it's all about relationships and they promise they will not twist your arm to stay married. And by the way, we keep that promise. We don't twist anybody's arm and we're going to learn some really good information about relationships. Now, they do it because they hope the marriages stay together, but they also recognize the fact that every person gets to make his or her own decision about their marriage. And that's why they don't try to force your arm, manipulate you, anything. They leave it up to you to make that decision. I need to understand these things. I need closure. And certainly the information we're going to learn about relationships is going to be beneficial no matter what happens next. And so for me, will you go do this? Now, if he agrees, that's good. The second approach is when you have mm -hmm. something to offer, which basically says if the first approach does not yeah. work and he or she, in this case, it would be he or husband says, well, that's not that's something I want to do. If there's something he's wanting from you or something that you can provide that's important to him, then sometimes you just make a deal. Now, in your situation, I don't know what that would be, but it would be like, I'm just going to make up an example, like, uh, well, I want to keep the dog half of the time because I really love my dog or 
whatever. And, and that's kind of a silly illustration. But you understand where it's like, okay, this is something I'm willing to yield to or willing to give to you if you do a favor for me and you go to the workshop. And again, you can still say, and they promise they're not going to try to twist your arm and manipulate you. They leave it up to you to make the decision. But I'm asking you, if you'll do that for me, then this is what I will do for you. Now, obviously, whatever you offer needs to be important to the other person. If they don't care about it, <laughs> there's no motivation there. But if it's something that is important to him that you can give him, whatever that might be, uh, that you're willing to give up, that you're willing to let him have, because later you don't want to feel badly about, well, I should have never promised that. So make sure it's something you're willing to give. For yeah. example, sometimes people say, well, okay, I'll go ahead and sign the divorce papers if you go. And there's all kinds of different things that people offer to get people to come to the workshop. Now, by the grace of God, <clears throat> we still have a three out of four success rate. Now, understand, though, that's not four out of four. It, you may come to the workshop, yeah. and he actually may decide to go ahead and go be with her and divorce you. We can't stop that, you understand. Now, people that come to the workshop, the vast majority do work things out, but not everybody. That's why we say be sure that you're willing to give up whatever it is you're willing to give up. Did I go through that okay. too fast, Thank Molly? You. Okay, Molly. Thank you for I calling. So. I hope I hope you come to the workshop. I really look forward to meeting you there. I hope you get to come. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Molly. I think I answered that really fast. I need to slow down and take more time here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I followed it, but I'm used to you speaking fast. Mm -hmm. People have said that you're a fast talk. I mean, I, I guess I don't notice how quick you talk. I'm just so used to it. Okay. All right. So our next caller is going to be Bridget from Ohio. Bridget, can you hear us? Yes. Can you hear me? Sure can. How can we help you today? Excellent. So I'll try to make this short. What I really want to know is if you've ever seen a situation this bad and had a couple recover and stay together. Um, my husband wants a divorce and I don't. We've been through four years of family crises that put a great strain on our marriage and ended with the death of my mom in 2016 and then my dad in January 2018. Wow. Um, shortly afterward, his mom was diagnosed with cancer. She is now cancer-free, but it's possible that that was the spark that caused him to start an affair. Mm -hmm. I do have proof that it was sexual from right around that time. It may have begun before that. I'm really not sure. Mm -hmm. So starting in the time of 2018, there was gaslighting about the affair, Increased anger, rage, emotional abuse, cruelty, vilifying, blame shifting. We did go to counseling this summer, but um, apparently he was not putting in a good faith effort because he lied about the affair. Um, he did mention in counseling that he's also upset that he's not achieved the success he wants in his chosen career. So mm. there's a whole lot of grief in right. the past four years. Right. Mm -hmm. um, he has difficulty responsibility for his role in conflict both at home and outside it. Um, he moved out in October. He has rage problems and carries a lot of resentment. The verbal abuse has been on and off for several years, but in the past year and a half, there's been the emotional and financial abuse. He's also been abusing alcohol on and off for years and is currently doing that heavily and maybe an alcoholic. Um, mm -hmm. He's still lying about the affair to me and hiding it from everyone else as well, and I gather he's telling friends a similar tale to the lie he told me about how her whole marriage has been so toxic and he's so wounded he wants to get away and there is no mm -hmm. and all that other stuff 
And so your original... Right now we're basically... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Right. We're basically no contact right now, except for emails that he sends me to bully me about financial things that he wants to take advantage of. And that's mm-hmm. a complicated legal situation. I make more than him, so he's trying to take more. Right. He wants to take me for everything I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm working on my pies, doing what I can to become a better version of me. I think he's in deep limerence with this other woman based on some things I found and read. Um, and we're heading into about a year of that pretty soon, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he won't be able to go to coaching or counseling or the workshop or anything mm-hmm. um, at this point for purpose, even to help with the dissolution that he is demanding. Right. So have you ever seen a situation this bad that has recovered long term? Without a doubt. We've seen, believe it or not, situations a lot worse than what you're describing recover and put it back together and make a good marriage. Now, of course, that doesn't guarantee that it will work for you. Right. I understand that. But yeah, we've seen situations that, that everybody, everybody around said, there's no way this will never work. This is, I mean, there, you can't put this back together. Can I ask just a question? Uh, may I ask a question or two about him just very quickly? Please, and then I have one more question for you. Thanks. Okay, you are, you're a decisive person, right? Kind of fast paced, makes decisions pretty rapidly. Is that true? I'm pretty type A, yes. Okay, but he's not. Uh, I'm guessing, I'm mean, just a guess, so he's kind of laid back, easygoing, processes things for a while before he makes decisions. Is that correct? I don't think so. He's actually more extroverted than I am, and he's a pretty aggressive personality. He's a giant Leo. Uh, well, I don't go into astrology, so I don't know what that means. So let me just say this to you then. If he's very aggressive and makes decisions very quickly, when he says it's been a toxic, toxic relationship, give me one thing that it refers to. Um, he says that I don't um, respect him and that he doesn't feel respected or loved. But when I ask him, what does that mean? Of course, I don't want that for you. Can you tell me what respect and love looks like? He'll just shake his head and turn it away from me and be angry, and he won't tell me. So that's an example. Okay. All right. Well, when you look at the research about why people typically want out of a marriage, not feeling respected, not feeling loved, not feeling like they, they top the list. And so if he's telling the truth about what he feels, it's kind of interesting that he won't give you any examples. Uh, that can mean all kinds of different things. Okay. So he's a very aggressive person to make decisions rapidly, but... He's also had a bunch of setbacks in the last couple of years, based on what I heard you say. And me too, yeah. So it's been a really difficult four years for right. both of us. Well, the short answer to your question is yes. We've seen things like this, things that we would might even consider worse than this, be put back together. What was your second question? So then my question is, so what should I do? I'm working on my pies. How can I create a safe place and create a connection with someone who's vilifying me this much, where he has so much rage and, rage and blame toward me and is bullying me and pushing for divorce? What would you do in a situation like this where I feel like I have no traction, that I, I can't get traction, I don't have a platform for traction? Okay, that's a good question. Let me give you some short answers to that. First of all, don't allow yourself to be bullied. I mean, people who do bullying typically will not respect you if you accept the bullying. Now, at the same time, if he's a very aggressive, fast-paced person, if you push back too strongly, it's just going to be a fight. Therefore, the way you deal with a person with his personality that you've described is, if he bullies you, you just respond with something such as, uh, I see that as bullying. When you can talk more reasonably to me, contact me again. 
Therefore, you're not fighting him back. You're not saying stop this because you're doing this, 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 and this, which means they tend to start justifying their behavior. You just put your foot down and say, treat me with respect. And that's what I'm going to expect and demand that you treat me with respect. Then don't engage in arguments because when you engage these people who are also type A people, if you will, you engage them in arguments, they just get more intense. They get more intense, more intense, justifying their behavior, what they're acting. But at the same time, you cannot, well, obviously you could do whatever you wish, but it's better if you do not allow him to bully you because that means he'll disrespect you more. And so calm confidence at this point where you defend yourself only by being strong. You don't need to argue. You don't need to yell. You just say, "Mm, that's unacceptable. Please do not contact me like that or don't talk to me like that. Now, that's the way you work on the pies, since you understand what pies is, with a person who is a very strong and aggressive individual. Now, if and when he finally realizes that whatever he's using to medicate himself over all these losses that he's had, and of course you've had losses too, you made that clear, but when and if he finally comes to realize this is not working, this is not working, this is not working, that's when you have the chance to finally put this back together. So my suggestion, always your decision, my suggestion is be calmly strong. Don't fight, but don't allow him to bully you either. Just, just say that's not acceptable, that's not going to happen. Okay. So what I hear you saying is being calm and strong myself but I'll essentially have to wait for him to open a door to make that connection opportunity. Is that correct? That is correct, but it's more likely that door is going to open because you're being calm and because you're treating yourself with respect and dignity. It's probably not going to fix itself rapidly, but that's what tends to draw people like that. They really admire strength. Now, not arguing, but strength. They admire that, and that becomes very attractive over time. It really does. Okay. Thank you. I really greatly appreciate your time today. Okay, Thank you for your help. Right. And I'm glad to hear hope for things worse than this even. Yeah. yeah we've seen <laughs> things you wouldn't imagine. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Bridget. Thank Joe, I don't know if you mentioned this or not, um, but it could get worse before it gets better with mm-hmm. that as well. So expect, you know, Bridget, if you're still listening, expect or anyone in this situation that if you start being strong and, and standing up for yourself a little bit more, <laughs> it's not going to work immediately. Yeah. Over time. Right. As a matter of fact, in the short term, as you will know, he mm-hmm. might actually intensify right. his moving behavior. Yeah, exactly. Because when people don't get the response they're used to getting, mm-hmm. they t- typically exacerbate their mm-hmm. behavior. They do it more than they were doing it before. Mm-hmm. Don't let that panic you because right. if he raises the level, mm-hmm. Go ahead and finish that thought. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I do. If he raises the level and then you give in at the new heightened level, then that's going to be what he expects to be able to get what he wants in the future. So think about it like with kids. You've seen this. If you have children or toddlers and they're screaming for a cookie before dinner and you're telling them, no, you can't have one, no, you can't have one, and then you, they escalate and then you give in, then you've just taught them, well, that's exactly what I need to do next time to be able to get what I want. So the key to this is you stick to where you are and you don't give in, but you don't, you don't do it in a rude way or a mean way or anything that's going to make it worse. You know, you're not being angry as you're doing it. You're just being calm and strong. And over time, it will work out. Yeah, that's excellent. I'm glad you brought that point up. And as Kimberly said, if, if they exacerbate, if they exaggerate their behavior, if they do more mm-hmm. of it, 
and then you give them the response they're looking for, you've trained them to do that yep. again. Mm -hmm. No, it's not always easy, mm -mm. <laughs> not always easy, nope. but try not to react to their intensified behavior. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, our next caller we have is Mindy from Pennsylvania. Mindy, can you hear us okay? Yes. How are you today? Can you hear me? Yes. There was some uh, background noise, but I think you got rid of it, so I think we're good. Yeah, it was the show on my laptop. Okay. <laughs> How I mean, can we help you? Yeah. Um, my husband contacted me about a week and four days ago about being friends mm -hmm. uh, via text. He said that he tried to tell his mom that he was the one in the wrong and he lied. And he currently signed a lease with his sister, so he can't really do anything for an entire year because he's living with his sister. Um, how do I know when it's okay to go past smart contact? Like, right now we've been talking, like, about our interests, like our racing. We like dirt track racing. And mm -hmm. we've been talking about other things. But as we get closer in talking, it creeps up that I want to talk more about us. And I know it's not the perfect time for that. Mm -hmm. So I, help me understand the question here, Kimberly. Is the question that you think smart contact means you don't talk to him at all? Well, to me... I wanted to talk to him like all the time. Like he tells me, you know, if I forget to text you, text me. But I was taught with smart contact, we had to wait for him. Is it okay for me to text him when he says he might forget? Or is that pushing him? Kimberly, can you speak to that, please? So the answer is if your spouse is asking for you to talk to them, the answer is always yes. yes. That is what you want. That's why you're doing this. This is what you're working towards. So okay. with smart contact, you want to be smart about the contact that you're having with your spouse. You want to make sure that you're not pushing something that they aren't wanting. But if your husband is asking for you to contact him, then do you think you're pushing it on him? No, but I mean, we, we text a lot, and I have asked him a couple of times, you know, is it okay that we've been texting as much as we've been texting? And he says, no, you're fine, you know, it's okay. But in the back of my mind, I'm still remembering when he was in the affair. Mm. And when he was in the affair, and he was having limited contact with me when I would text him. He would text back and add extra letters and stuff, and it meant he was angry. Yeah, is he doing but that now? now? When he texting, but but is he demonstrating he anger now? Back, like he would say no, but he would add extra O's at the end. Right. And yeah. That meant but but he was what about now? But what about now? Is he doing that now? He did it once last night, and it kind of, you know, I'm like, did I upset you? And he's telling me no, and I kind of broke smart contact, and I said, well, back when the affair was going on, that's what it meant. And he's trying to tell me that it doesn't mean that anymore, but I'm still seeing it as that. 
Mm-hmm. So, so is he telling the truth? I don't know. Well, that's, that's, here's what um, I want to go back on. Before, okay, I don't ahead. know where you're going with this. Okay, go ahead. But my whole thing, just <laughs> let's back up. You're reading into a text message. So you're reading into things like extra O's on the no. And I understand because I, I love to text and I can, I tend to read things out of text messages as well. But I have to stop and tell myself every once in a while, this is a text message. Like I am not hearing their voice. I'm not seeing their face. I am putting something onto this text message that they may not have intended just because of the way I'm processing it. And so I just want to back up at that point and say, you could be overanalyzing this at this point. And if he's saying it doesn't. That's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid I'm doing that. And then when I do that, then I just, Okay. I don't know. Here, here's the thing then. Don't do it. Right. Now realize that you're saying, oh, well, wait a minute. You don't understand. I feel these emotions and sometimes mm-hmm. these emotions guide me. Well, we're all like that. We're all human. Sometimes mm-hmm. our emotions guide us. But smart contact does mm-hmm. not mean you can't talk to the other person. Mm-hmm. Smart contact basically summarizes this way. Don't whine, beg, plead. Don't manipulate. Don't try to control. Mm-hmm. Which means if the other person says, don't contact me, smart contact says, okay, don't. It, it also means if the other person is reacting negatively to any contact, then you, you know, you stop that contact, try it some other way. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you can't communicate with the person. Mm-hmm. And if he's saying, go ahead and communicate with me. But I agree with Kimberly. It sounds mm-hmm. to me like you're overthinking this. Mm-hmm. Now, I understand your, mm-hmm. your emotions are involved. You love this guy. You want it to work. So welcome to the human race. Nobody ever does it perfectly. Mm-hmm. So please don't beat yourself up. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever does it perfectly. Okay. But here's the deal. If he says it's okay, text me, then do it. But try not to, and you've already know this because you just told us, try not to mm-hmm. do the thing where it's like, well, this is just like it was during the affair. Because mm-hmm. that doesn't do him any good. Mm-mm. That doesn't do you any good. Mm-mm. That doesn't develop the relationship in any better way. And so sometimes we're human. Sometimes we do things like that. And when you do, just say, oops, mm-hmm. sorry about that. Let's just deal with the now. Mm-hmm. And then go back to communicating like you're communicating now. I hear your heart. You really want this thing to work. But if you th- overthink mm-hmm. it, if you overthink it, that's when you wind up messing it up. So just kind of go with the flow. Yeah. Believe that what he's telling you is true. And take it one day at a time. I know. I know. My my one friend told me if he didn't want to, if he didn't want you to contact him, he wouldn't text you back. That's right. Or he would tell you to stop. That's correct. Mm-hmm. That's right. Most of the time, I would say don't listen to your friends, but in this case, I would say she. <laughs> I'd say your friend is your, right. Your friend sounds pretty correct. I, you know, Mindy, you. You need to take some deep, deep breaths and get yourself to where you, you're you not worrying about this as much as you're worrying about it. And I understand thoughts are coming up. What if an affair happens again? Or what if he doesn't want to talk to me anymore? But if you, it's just as easy to think about all of the negative as it could be to think about all of the positive. And so what I want to encourage you to do is when you have those anxious thought, those negative thoughts that come into your mind say, you know what? Let's look at all the positives right now. Mm -hmm. He is interacting with me. He says that he's okay with it. And I would even encourage you to try and take it to an actual like phone conversation. So maybe when you hear his voice, you're not trying. 
like we've been trying to get on the phone, but he lives with his sister and mm-hmm. he's afraid she'll take stuff back to his mom. And he's been trying to tell his mom. And every time he brings up my name, she slams the door in his face. Yeah, that's terrible. Well, she, so you understand the situation then? I'm the villain. Like, he made me out to be that way during the affair. Okay. Well, those are the kind of things that can resolve themselves with time. They can resolve themselves with time. Mm -hmm. Right now, don't worry about mama. Don't worry about sister. Mm -hmm. And if he's saying, I can't talk because of sister, I don't see any reason not to accept that as being true. We did make a a friend date. We have a friend date scheduled for uh, February 14th to go to. uh, Excellent. Motorama, it's like this big racing thing we go to every year. Cool. Very good. Great. Enjoy that, my friend. Take it a day at a time. Exactly. Don't worry about trying mama. To, trying to get my smart contact under control so I can enjoy the day and not screw things up. Okay. Hey, yeah. quit worrying about the screwing things up. That's when we screw things up. Yep. Just take it a day at a time. Mm-hmm. Be positive, okay? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You've got this, Mindy. You can do it. You can do this. Okay. Thank you for taking my call. Thank You're you, Mindy. Welcome. Whew. Good call. <laughs> I hope that she quits beating herself up over this thing and just take it a day at a time. She sounds like yeah. a good lady. I hope that she enjoys it. First of all, she's going with a guy to some kind of big motor thing. She's got to be a good gal. <laughs> <laughs> because that means, I mean, I mean, she's doing to a guy yeah. thing with this guy. Hey, good for you. Yeah. No, that is good. But, you know, a lot of people have these questions about smart contact. And so maybe we I need to redo my video. I don't know. But here's what I know. Smart contact is... Well, let me ask you this. Why do you think people overanalyze smart contact so much? Because it's the only thing they have in well, the moment? Well, it's one of the only things they have, yes. They feel like it's the only mm-hmm. thing they have. And then people hear based on their own background. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we have pointed out, there those people out there saying, if you really want your marriage to work, what you need to do is contact your spouse every day, whether or not he or she wants you to. Mm-hmm. And we come out pretty strong against that. Mm-hmm. Like, if they oh, yeah. ask you not to do that, don't do that, because mm-hmm. you just tick them off. That's not right. a good thing. And so maybe they hear some of that. <laughs> Sometimes our coaches will contact me and say, wow, they quoted you and said, Dr. Beam said such and such, when I don't even think that. If I said anything that sounded like that, I think sometimes people just must understand based on their own background. Mm-hmm. You know, this is what they're coming from. And so the ultimate thing about smart contact is just be smart. It means smart. if they say don't contact them every day, then don't contact them every day. Don't push. Just don't push. Don't manipulate. Don't try to control. Don't beg. Don't mind. Don't plead. You be strong. But it certainly doesn't mean you can't talk to each other. And particularly when the other person invites it or, right. or uh, then do so. A lady the other day said he really wanted to talk, but, you know, I knew smart contact, so I just refused to talk. Oh, to my God. It's like, okay, then forgive us if we've taught that incorrectly. We failed. But that's not the message we're trying to give you. When they want to talk. Right. Talk. Talk. That's what you've been working for. That's what you've been wanting to happen. Why yeah. would you turn it away? Yeah. Oh, okay. Here's our next caller. Jim from Florida. Let's see. Can you hear us, Jim? I can, yeah. How can we help you today? So I have been standing for my marriage for 13 months. Mm -hmm. Um, December 2017, my wife said, I don't love you anymore. Mm. Uh, Unfortunately, I didn't find marriage helper until six months in, and I 
I literally did everything wrong. Um, I would escalate when things were good and then something would happen that would hurt me and I would, I would be mean to her. Um, and so basically the next six months, um, we tried to, tried to get along. She still lives in the house and it didn't work. And she served me with divorce papers last week. Hmm. Um, I don't want a divorce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I pay for everything. We have a nesting plan with our two daughters. So she is in our house Wednesday and Thursday with the kids and every other weekend. Mm. And I'm here Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, she most times wants to be act like nothing is wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, I came home from a work trip on Saturday and she was telling me about her working out and I just couldn't bring myself to be her friend. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know how to proceed from here. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to. Well, first of all, we're so, so sorry for the pain that you feel, my friend. I'm, I know this hurts. You love this woman, you love your children and it hurts. Do you know what it is that she thinks is better than being married to you? So, truthfully, I'm still not 100% sure there is an affair. Okay. Um, I do know that there there could be an emotional affair. Mm-hmm. Um, I have heard her talking to other people before. FaceTiming another man, mm-hmm. um, but currently she's living in a spare bedroom of a friend's house, mm-hmm. and she has a group of probably six women that she spends pretty much every second of every day with. Mm-hmm. So she had a very sheltered childhood, mm-hmm. and I'm just thinking that she's um, that she's just enjoying this freedom kind of teenage. Yeah. Again. That's yeah. possible. You know, when we talk about the principle that people typically don't leave what they have unless they believe that what they're going to is better. It doesn't mean it's better, but it means they believe it's better. And then generally that falls into three categories. Okay, there's somebody else I think is better, or you treat me so badly that I see alone as being better, mm-hmm. or there's a lifestyle out there that I think is better and I can't live that lifestyle if I'm married to you. And so what I'm hearing you say is you think it might be more of that. Is that correct? Yeah, I think it could be the last one. But mm-hmm. I have had a lot of people ask me if maybe she's interested in women now. So um, they're all married women yeah. with kids. So I don't think that's the case. But don't, don't let people put more bad ideas in your head, my friend. I mean... <laughs> People speculate, people speculate about everything and it's amazing how many times they think they know everything. <laughs> you know, one thing that, uh, that a true professional will do is to say, here are some possibilities, but I certainly don't know what the situation is. And, and we don't want to put ideas in your head to make things worse. Okay. So you have no reason to believe that she is now into women, correct? It's, the fact that she has female friends does not necessarily mean that. Can you see that? Okay, but it does sound as if, now, of course, I don't know this, I'm just going off what you say, but it sounds as if these women are programming her to think in terms of being away from you rather than being with you. Is is that what you think is going on? We all go to the same church, and several of the women have told me they've prayed for us. 
Good. So are these women encouraging are these women encouraging her to come back to you then? No. Hmm. Okay. Well, it sounds there's there's always some reason, even if we don't understand it, even if we can't perceive what it is, there's always some reason. People typically and well, you know, the general principle is people don't leave what they have unless they believe what they're going to is better. Now hear me, I didn't say what she's going to is better. But somehow in her head, it is. Yeah. And, and if you're right, if it's a lifestyle kind of thing, then it could be a phase. And I'm, not, I'm not saying that's necessarily what yeah. it is, okay? But if it is indeed she's enjoying the teenage thing again, that's what you said earlier, then hopefully that will be a phase that will run through. And if indeed there really are people that are praying for you and, and sincerely doing that, and if your wife is open to being led by, by God, if you will, then uh, this could be something that can be worked out over time. The fact that she's pushing for a divorce now, I know that's scary and panicky, but understand that even if she goes through with that, it does not necessarily mean this is over. We've dealt with tons of couples that actually been put it, actually put it together after the divorce. Now I'm hoping you don't divorce, okay? I'm not saying don't, don't think about it. I'm saying it's not necessarily the end of things. Keep doing the right principles, keep doing the right things, and, and you still have a chance of putting this back together, even if she does go through with that divorce. So when it comes to the right principles, she's telling me that if, if I loved her, I would go through with this divorce and just get it over with. Yeah. And anytime I try to set up boundaries, like we share a car, Mm -hmm. So I asked her if I could have the car on the weekends when I have the girls, mm -hmm. which I thought was a reasonable request. Mm -hmm. She has it, you know, all the other time. She just gets very angry. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I don't know how to. Well, first of all, my friend, people who say that kind of thing, like if you love me, you'd go ahead and give me the divorce. Mm -hmm. That's the most common thing that they say out there mm -hmm. in and of itself. That's manipulation. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying for you to get mad at her and, and yell back at her, you're just manipulating me, but you understand that that kind of a phrase really is manipulation. The fact that she will not, like you have the card, for example, means that some of these boundaries you may have to enforce. You see, when a person gets to do whatever he or she wants to do, mm -hmm. and, and, and they can get you to back off, just by, by being angry or by saying something and they get you to back off and keep doing it your way. Sometimes it seems to people like, well, that's an act of love. I'm letting her have her way uh, and I'm just backing off. I'm not gonna cause an argument because that's what love would do. And that's not always the case. When people are making bad decisions, love doesn't always go along with what they decide. And, and if you were to do something such as say, well, no, here's a boundary I'm gonna set, and, and this is gonna have to be that we do this, will she get angry? Without a doubt, why? Because she's not getting her way. Does that mean that that decreases the likelihood you can fix this at some point? Actually, it doesn't. Now, it'll feel like that because she gets mad and she'll say things, and it'll feel like, oh my goodness, I've just destroyed my future. But don't go by your emotions on that. People actually have more respect in the long run when they can't run over you. Because if they can get whatever they want, manipulate you, get what they want, then actually that's diminishing the respect they feel for you by, by allowing them to do those kind of actions. 
And so I recommend that you go find our blog. I think it's on, on uh, Spreaker, Spreaker, S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R, uh, where it says the definitive guide to boundaries. Is that where that it's one on is? It's on our website. It's on our website. Go to marriagehelper.com. And follow the podcast. Okay. Well. well, find that one. It's about an hour and 15 minutes long that talks about the definitive guide to boundaries. We're actually using a different phrase for that now, but because that program uses that phrase, I'll stay with boundaries right now. My friend, it may be to your advantage to start putting your foot down on some things. Now, I'm not telling you what to do because whatever you do, I don't have to face the consequences of that. But I am encouraging you to understand that sometimes when you put your foot down and say, no, these are, these are reasonable requests on my part, reasonable demands on my part even, she will get angry. She will react negatively. But in the long run, that typically does not decrease the likelihood of your fixing this. In the long run, it actually can work to your advantage because it's rebuilding respect. Jim, is she a pretty strong-willed woman? So, n- no, truthfully. Um, she's, she is a people pleaser. Her whole life, she has sacrificed herself. Um, I tell her, I used to tell her all the time, like, she's like the shiny stone that everybody wants to take a piece off of. Hmm. And I think it's finally just broke her. Could be. It could well be. And she looks at me as a person who is taking advantage of her the most. Well, in the past, the things that you have done may have done that, whether you meant for them to or not. But you see, if you let yourself keep thinking like that now, my friend, Mm you'll continue to let her do things that are not good for her or for your children or for you. And so you can even say to her, I know this may feel uncomfortable for you. And I do believe that people have taken advantage of you, but, but that's not my intent here. Now, if she rails back at you, well, whether it's your intent or not, that's what you're doing. Or I know that is your intent. Don't try to defend yours. You'll say, just say something such as, I understand how you feel. I really do. I get it. But I still have to do what I believe is the right thing to do. And I'm so sorry that's painful for you. And I'm sorry if that feels like you're being controlled or manipulated. But it's honestly my goal to do what I think is the right thing to do. Now, again, in the short term, she's going to react negatively to that. Don't let yourself react to the short-term negativity. Mm -hmm. And don't put any boundaries out there that are not reasonable and good. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, In other words, you're not trying to control her. Mm-hmm. You're not trying to control her. We, we now call them stops. These are safeguards that offer protection. And, and that's what you're trying to set up now. And so if you need to call on the weekend and that's fair and reasonable, then stand up for that if you need to, my friend. Yeah, and when you say it, don't be apologetic about it. So what I mean by that is if you're wishy-washy and saying it like, well, you know, I think I'd really like to have it. It would be good. But if she starts to retort back and you say, well, you know, I don't know. If you start to become wishy-washy on it, then she's not going to see it as something that you're needing. She's not going to see it as a stop or as a boundary. And so, you know, my encouragement to you would be that you are going to be gentle when you say it, but you'll be strong. Yes. This is what I need. Yes. And there's no negotiation in it, like so to say. Um, that's, that would be my encouragement. Be strong and be calm and be gentle when you say it, but don't let her run back over you with it. Yeah, if she does offer some countermeasure yeah. that's reasonable, fine. Then take it. But but she's right. You're not, in my opinion, and, and, and you understand it's still your decision, but in my opinion, you're not helping her mm-hmm. by, by letting her now control you. Yeah. 
Don't feel so sorry for what you've done in the past that you feel like you can't stand up for what you need to do now Very because good. you still need to. Let's wait. Can I ask one question on that? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so currently we, we split the house 50-50, like I said, but I'm paying all the bills, including the car, her cell phone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm worried that the divorce is inevitable. I can only stall so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that point in time, what I'll have to pay in alimony and child support will likely make me lose everything. Probably um, not lose everything. So do I start asking for her to yeah. help pay for some of hers? I would. And understand that if you've got a good attorney, again, divorce is not the end of things. Mm-hmm. But we do recommend that if, if things like that start happening, get a really, really good attorney to protect you. Now, I know you want your children to get everything they deserve. And you tell your attorney that. I want my kids to get everything. But at the same time, I want my wife to realize the consequences of her decisions. And I really do need you to protect me. A good attorney is not going to let you be bankrupted by this. A good attorney will go in and be your gladiator and fight for you. Now, if that happens, and and we're going to have to go to another call, but if that happens, here's what I recommend. If she gets mad about what your attorney does, you go, you know, I don't want this divorce. I really want us to work this thing out, and I'm willing to do that today. But as long as you proceed in doing what you're doing now, I must follow my attorney's advice because I know my attorney's looking out for my welfare. So I'm really sorry if it makes you angry, but I have to trust my attorney. And at whatever point you want to help fix the marriage, I'm ready to do that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Okay, my heart heart is with you, my friend. Mm -hmm. My heart is with you. This man hurts. He really hurts. He loves this woman. Mm-hmm. But in this, and this is what we're trying to say here, we understand your pain. We really do. And we don't want to sound glib, like, oh, just this is easy to do everything we tell you to do. Some of the things we recommend to you, we try to teach you, are hard to do because of your emotions. And particularly when you are scared, oh, my goodness, if I do this, then my spouse is going to do that. But understand that sometimes in our effort, not to be the manipulator, we become the manipulated. Mm-hmm. Did I say that right? Yes, <laughs> In our you efforts did. You said not that right. to be manipulating, sometimes we wind up being manipulated. Right. And, and you say, well, but that'll help. I don't know how that helps. Just the fact that he or she doesn't get angry with you at the moment because you allow him or her to get their way doesn't mean things are getting better. Mm-hmm. And, and the less the person respects you because they can run over you or control you, the less effective right. will be the possibilities of you getting back together later. Right. Now, again, you have to make your own decisions. But so many times, Kimberly, and I know you've seen it too, but I, it just breaks my heart when I see some person just give up everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can have whatever you want. You can do whatever you want because that's how much I love you. Well, you wouldn't do that with your kid. <laughs> well, you shouldn't. Or at least you shouldn't. Like, okay, I realize you're four and you want to drive a car, but because I love you, I'll let you do that. Um, I wanted a credit card. Never was I given a credit card at four, even though I asked for it every single Christmas. Well, because you had wise parents. Who <laughs> <laughs> knew better than to do that? It's the same way with a spouse. You sometimes think, oh, well, it's just the way to have peace. But think in terms of the long term. Are you Mm -hmm. doing good or bad for your spouse if you allow him or her to do these things? Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. All right. Our next caller is Maria from Michigan. Maria, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Hey, how can we help you today? I'm just wondering, well, I am divorced already. My Mm -hmm. husband is 
my ex-husband's now living with his affair partner. Is there any chance? Hello, are you there? Is there any chance? Is there any hope? Hello. Okay, oh yeah, I, I, I thought you were cut off in this sentence there. <laughs> you were still talking, right? Uh, is there any chance, even though you're divorced and he's living with the other person, is that a, are you saying, is that a possibility? They're putting marriage back together, is that what you're yes. asking? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. We've seen that happen so many times. Now, I can't guarantee you that that's what's going to happen, but is it a possibility? Yes, absolutely. You see, if he's in a limerent relationship, at some point that limerence What was that? I, I do believe it was a limerence relationship. Yeah. Okay. At some point, that limerence relationship is going to fall apart. At some point, it will. Very, very seldom, statistically speaking, does the person wind up married to the affair partner. Now, it happens, but it's actually relatively rare. And for those that do wind up married to the uh, affair partner, uh, pretty high divorce rate there. Now, I'm, I'm not saying just hang around forever because some point down the line he may marry her and divorce her. That's not what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is th that he probably isn't going to wind up married to her. And the system that we teach basically says this. You keep being the best that you can be so that when that, that limerence wears off, all those chemicals that are affecting the brain that are keeping people from thinking logically, etc., that when that stuff begins to minimize, begins to diminish, I should say, that he or she looks around and goes, well, why in the world did I divorce you? And so the principles we talk about really are all for you. You becoming the best person you can possibly be. So that when and if that other person starts thinking differently, they look around and go, you know, I think the best situation for me would be to be with her. If indeed at that point you're still willing to take him back. And so I'm making a long answer to a short question and the answer is, Yes, many times we've seen the very situation you're describing lead them back to being married to each other again and, and making a good, strong marriage. We have seen it many times. And how often does it happen? <laughs> well, I can't give you statistics because we don't track things like that. Uh, and I doubt okay. there's anybody out there that's tracking those things like that. But I, I just know that we've seen a whole lot of them come to the workshop, and I've run into a whole lot of them around the country that didn't come to our workshop, but over, over time they've worked out things and figured out how to fix things. Um, many years ago, I was actually part of a, of a website, and I've long since forgotten who they are. <laughs> it was just for people who were in their second or third marriages to each other who'd gone off and done other things and then realized the best thing I had was the person I was with before. Mm -hmm. And it was just full of people telling their stories about how that happened. Mm -hmm. So I can't give you stats on it, statistics on it, but I can tell you, it happens. Mm -hmm. Let's hope. <laughs> Let's hope. That's right, my friend. Let's hope. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you, Maria. Oh, it's got to be a hard place to be. Sure it is. Feeling completely hopeless because you're already divorced, but mm -hmm. wanting to know that there is hope. But, you know, my encouragement for Maria would be, and people in her situation would be, continue to implement the same principles because they're going to help you no matter what. No so matter what. working on your pies, um, implementing smart contact. I mean, those are things that are just mm -hmm. good. Learning how to be a safe place. Learning how to be a safe place, yeah. Now, we are all for and hope that you put your marriage back together and make it good and strong. That's what we know we exist. But we know that that's not always going to happen. Mm -hmm. But we, we're trying to teach you principles that are all about relationships 
period. And so by doing all of these things that we talk about, if God forbid this marriage doesn't finally get back together and work it out, mm -hmm. the kind of person you'll attract next time, the basic principle is like attracts like. Mm -hmm. And so by becoming the better person, and, and no matter how wonderful you were to begin with or how terrible you were to begin with, if you continue to be the best you can be, you will draw the right kind of person next time. And we're not trying mm -hmm. to set you up for your next marriage. That's not what we're about. But the principles we teach will actually do that for you if you follow them, if, God forbid, this marriage doesn't make it. Mm -hmm. So in the best case scenario and in the worst case scenario, you win. Actually, you do, it's although in the worst case scenario, you're going to go through a heck of a lot of pain. Yeah. And we're sorry for that. We yeah. don't have a magic answer for that. No. It's sometimes, sometimes you just hurt in life because things go differently than what you had hoped. Mm -hmm. But that's also part of life. It is part of life. All right. Our next caller is Carrie from Texas. Can you hear us, Carrie? Yes. Hey, how can we help you today? Well, I just had a question. Um, my my uh, husband and I have been separated for a, a year, exactly a year on January 23rd, and he is having an affair. And um, I found out for sure, like, you know, I guess like, um, like in January, because I found some phone calls and stuff. But um, meanwhile, like, you know, we'll talk or whatever, and he'll message me fine so long as I'm not asking him questions or whatever. And he lives next door to me at his mom's house, but occasionally like I'll call him to come over and stuff and he will come over and, you know, we'll be together like, you know, um, intimately and stuff. And, you know, I'm, I just start to think, you know, I guess since I do love him or whatever, I start wondering like, you know, well, why does he, you know, come over and stuff if, you know, he's in an affair with somebody else. If you want me to tell so I you... I don't know if I should just stop talking to him or... Do you want to stop talking to him? No, I don't want to, but I mean, I mean, I just don't know if I should stop looking for him in that way. I mean, he doesn't call and look for me. I call and look for him. I see. Well... It's up to you as the decision you make about your life, what, whatever you do. And when you say, you know, why? Why does he do this? Why does he do that? There is nobody on planet Earth that can answer that question for you accurately except him. And he may not be able to. Because I know that there have been times in life when you've done things, and if somebody were to ask you, why did you do that? The only honest answer you could give would be, I'm not real sure why I did that. And so even he may not know why. But I can't tell you. Now, if you want to put it on the internet, everybody can tell you. <laughs> but you understand that they're mm -hmm. all taking wild guesses. And, and the bad thing is that they act so sure that they know what they're saying. So I can't tell you why. Here's the bottom line of this. If you want to continue doing what you're doing for a while to see if over time that relationship with that other woman begins to fade and that he and you can begin to develop a relationship again, if that's what you want to do, then you have nothing to lose if you choose to do that. Mm -hmm. If on the other hand, you finally get to the point mm -hmm. of saying, now this is destroying me. It's, it's tearing me up physically. It's tearing me up emotionally, intellectually, spiritually. And therefore, I don't want to do it anymore because I just, it's, it's just doing too much damage to me. 
then you certainly have the right to make that decision and this to tell him, don't come around anymore. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You have that right, but it is your decision. And so when I ask you, do, do you want to end him talking to you? Do you want to end this? That really was what it comes down to right now. If it's doing you damage, then you probably should consider stopping it. If it's not doing you damage and you can go on like this for a while, then I don't know what you have to lose because the possibility always exists that that other thing may end and, and then he still continues to develop a relationship with you. But that's your choice based on mm -hmm. how you feel. So what do you feel? I feel like I, you know, I'm in love. With, I love him and stuff. You know, we've been mm -hmm. married for, you know, it'll be 23 years in February. Mm -hmm. So um, on, on February 24th. So, I mean, I don't know. I guess every time I call him over, you know, to come over, I guess I'm somewhat searching to see if, like, there's a hint of, mm -hmm. you know, him having feelings for me still or whatever. And mm -hmm. And I guess that's what I search for. At first, it used to hurt me a lot. So I had actually, you know, stopped looking for him, you know, for a few months. And then mm -hmm. I started up again, you know, having mm -hmm. him, you know, to come over. And I don't do that often, just once in a while and stuff. And I asked him, you know, well, why do you like, you know, coming over or whatever? And he just answered, well, you know, sometimes, you know, I like being with you. Okay. Sometimes. So that, here's that my suggestion. Here's my suggestion, my friend. If you're going to keep in, inviting him over on occasion, then try not to have any expectations. Mm -hmm. Just let things progress slowly and naturally. And, and that way you keep from being disappointed. In other words, if your only expectation is he's going to come over, he's going to help me out with whatever it might be, or we're going to have a decent conversation or whatever it might be, then tell yourself in advance, mm -hmm. that's enough for me. And, and, don't be looking that something extra is going to happen somehow miraculously or differently this time than last time. It's a, it's, if you're going to do this, it's, it's a thing of patience, my friend. Patience. One step at a time. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. All right. May God be with you. All right. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. Thank okay, you, thank Terry. You. Mm -hmm. Thanks. You know, loving somebody is a wonderful and amazing experience that almost always is going to be accompanied with pain at some point. Mm -hmm. Even your own children, sometimes they're going to do things where you think, well, I wonder if my kids love me. Every human being goes through that. Whether it's your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your mom, your dad, your, your, your best friend, when you decide or allow yourself at least to love another human being, there is always an inherent risk mm -hmm. that at times they're going to hurt you. Usually don't even mean to, but even if they do mean to, but it's part of the loving relationship. And so if we could help you develop a relationship that has no pain, we'd be glad to do it. I don't think so. <laughs> I would. Well, because, but the pain is also what brings the greater joys. When you're able to overcome the pain, work through the pain. I mean, if there was a relationship that never, ever encountered any adversity, then how strong would it really be? Well, I'm agreeing with everything you say. You just didn't let me finish. <laughs> but yeah, let's, so let's just end up with that. What she said is good. <laughs> I won't forget my earlier point. What she said is good. Our final caller will be Stacy from right here in Tennessee. Stacy, can you hear us? 
Yes. Can you hear me? Uh, yes, we can hear you. Are you driving down those Tennessee roads? It sounds like you're driving. No, or it sounds I'm windy. Oh. Oh, gotcha. How can we help you today, Stacey? Yes, thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want a little background. Uh, my wife asked me, you know, to, I guess, for a divorce back in September. And at first, you know, I did a lot of the wrong things that marriage helper, you know, says not to do. But mm-hmm. I hadn't found marriage helper, so mm-hmm. I just joined the course back in January, mm-hmm. early January this month. And uh, my question is. You know, since, you know, I've calmed down and everything, and I don't really talk about the relationship anymore, but it seems like it's still, you know, getting worse where she's not staying at the house. You know, she's in an affair. Hmm. You know, uh, right now she's out of state, you know, and and it just seems like it's got worse over time where now she doesn't, she doesn't really care that the daughter knows that she doesn't stay at home sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, for like a whole week, she didn't stay at home except for one day. And I take care of my daughter. I take her to, uh, to school and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes she picks it up the next day, but I want to know when or how could I approach, uh, approach her about, you know, kind of putting a stop or to the side, you know, what she really wants to do, what her plan is. Not really about fixing us, but about staying here mm-hmm. or not staying here. I don't know if that would be a good approach or if I can just go ahead and wait, wait it out some. Well, you know, that... I think I'm fine. I'm being strong. Mm-hmm. You know, I've mm-hmm. really got into church. And, uh, is she and still my talking to you? Is she still actually having conversations it, with you? Is your wife talking to you? We have, we conversate. Yeah, we conversate. Some mostly business stuff, like not business, but our, about our daughter. Or mm-hmm. so, are you having any kind of conversations or, where you're working on or developing the relationship, or even developing friendship? No, not really. Okay. Just some days she's got where she's not not smart back at me. She's just kind of normal talk. Sometimes it's just mm-hmm. if I call her or something, she's like, "What." Typically, you know, what we recommend, obviously, but she doesn't vilify me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's your decision as to what to do, my friend. Always and forever is your decision. But what we typically suggest to people is this: sometimes you tolerate things as they are if there is some development in your relationship. What I mean by that is that you're actually having some conversations, or that you're developing a friendship, or that somehow something good's coming from it. Then we suggest, if you're strong enough and can handle that then maybe you let it go like this for a while because there is at least some forward movement in the relationship you have to each other, even if that's just developing a little bit of a friendship. Typically we recommend, and it's always your decision, always your decision, that if you decide to pull the plug, if you decide to say, I'm not gonna let this keep going like this, is when you realize either A, it's damaging you, physically, intellectually, emotionally, spiritually, damaging your children if you have them, physically, intellectually, mostly spiritually, or it's damaging the other person, your spouse, in in one of those ways. And so when you say, would it be better to let things keep going, or or is it time to go ahead and confront her and say, you need to make a decision about whether you're gonna live here or not? Nobody on earth can tell you what to do about that except you. So here's my question. You said that right now, it's okay with you. That's what I heard you say, is it correct? 
Yeah, like I'm, I'm, uh, I'm pretty much, you know, got stronger after I got into church and Good. and prayed and really, you know, mm-hmm. got stronger okay. for that and to just really keep calm. Right. But uh, what I'm afraid is for my daughter. Yep. You know, she she seems fine, and my daughter, she's 13 years old, you know, mm-hmm. she's an eighth grader. So I kind of know that she knows what's going on. She doesn't really want to talk to me about it. I understand that. And her mom doesn't want to talk to her about it. I understand but, uh, that too. I think I can handle it, but I don't. I just wanted to know if it was okay still to kind of keep, you know, just wait it out. If if that and feels that right to you, question. if that feels right to you right now, I say yeah, that sounds good to me, my friend. Because why do something that you don't feel compelled to do? What I'm saying is, if if you were saying I just yeah. can't live like this anymore, I don't anymore. really want to do that. Well, if you don't want to do it, then yeah, don't. I can't handle it for a while. Okay. Well, then maybe that's the way you do it then. Uh, you handle it for a while. And if something changes, that's when you can make a decision to do something differently. Yeah, so right now, even if we don't talk about, we don't have a friendship, but she's never really vilified me. She doesn't scream at me. She doesn't, it, we don't really mm-hmm. communicate unless it's something about the kids. But right. it's not mean. It's not, Okay. it's just, you know. If that's comfortable, she's just kind of she's just kind of living here, right? You know? If that's comfortable for you for the time being, then I don't see any reason that you need to do something about it. Now you can if you want, but but I'm not hearing anything saying I need to make a decision about this today. So why don't you just let it go a little while and see if you do start becoming friends again? But that's your decision, friend. Your decision. Okay. Yeah. All right, my friend. Take care. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you, Stacy. All right. Well, good show today. <laughs> I don't think we had a glitch today. We usually have some kind of a technological glitch, and we didn't have one at all today. So, Jesse, our producer, kudos, dude. Don't jinx it. <laughs> he says, don't jinx <laughs> No, we're doing great. Thank you guys for being part of this. And next Monday, we hope to hear and see you. Well, we don't see you, but you see us. We hope to talk to you again this coming Monday at 1230 Central Time. I hope to not see any of you next Monday, but hope you have a great show. <laughs> I just won't be here, hopefully. Oh, is that when you'll be in India? Uh, I may be. So we're waiting on some final pieces of paperwork to come through. But the last I heard from my agency, she said, uh, can you be in India February 5th? Wow. Which, for those who are not familiar, Kimberly and her husband Rob are uh, adopting children, two siblings from India. And so next Monday, she may actually, he and Rob may be on their way to India to pick up these kids, which would be awesome. (laughs) Amazing. I would miss y'all. But not more than I would be excited to be on that plane to India. But anyways, in this coming week, we're happy to help you however we can at Marriage Helper. You can go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to it. We're uploading new videos every single week. You'll get notifications about when those come out. And those are the hottest content that we have. When you subscribe to that YouTube channel, you're able to see that immediately as we're getting it out there. You can also call our office and get more information information about our workshops, about our coaching, and things like that by calling 866-903-0990. And then you can go to marriagehelper.com and look at the articles and the things that we have there. So until next week, have a great week and whatever we can do to help you, we are here for you. See you next time.